Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the new and improved Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. After many years of interviewing the best and brightest thought leaders around the world on my SiriusXM show, I am excited to now have those interviews available to people around the globe on this podcast. So many people would write us and say, I love what I've been hearing about your interviews with these great people. Where can I access them? I live in this country or that country, or I don't have access to that technology. How can I get the information? Well, I'm so excited now that we are able to offer the information and the interviews free on this podcast. So we want you to sit back and enjoy this message and let me know how you like them. And then do me a favor. If you like them, send a review, write a review and post it. And if you like it, hit like on here and share it and tell everybody you know about it and then subscribe to this podcast so you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Well, I have only just a minute. Only 60 seconds. And it forced upon me. Can't refuse it. Didn't seek it. Didn't choose it. But it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute. But our eternities are wrapped up in it. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. I want to welcome you here to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show or the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Podcast. And I am excited about your coming and being a part of this show. This is going to be a special show. And you know, I start every show. Before I tell you about the show, I want to give God glory. I take a moment to thank God for life and strength and health because I'm grateful. And I've learned that gratitude helps my attitude and helps my altitude. So I start with gratitude in everything that I do. And I am grateful for you. I'm grateful for the Lord giving me life and strength and health. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to share these ideas on these platforms. Today is a unique show. Most times, you know who listen to me, that I take one guest and I Ask them about their lives, their success, how they created whatever it is they created. But today, I'm going to do something I don't think I've ever done in the many years I've been on radio. I'm going to deal with the elephant in the room, which is the crisis that we are experiencing in terms of not just the pandemic, not just the economic downturn, not just the job loss but also talk about the racial strife and social upheaval that is happening in America and how this is a sea change moment, that America will never be the same again. I've been on radio shows doing interviews, radio tours, as they call them, one after another, after another, after another, talking about these issues. And today in this show, I wanted to bring some of my mentors, some of the people I talked to who impacted and influenced me as I came along the path. So today we've got 
some of the greats, some of the elders, some of the griots from our community. I want to start with my good friend, my brother, the greatest motivational speaker I know, the one and only Les Brown, and follow that with the other mentors, the great ones, who are going to share thoughts. So let's get started in today's show. It's going to be one for the ages. Here we go. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back with a special guest today. You know, the beginning of every season, as long as I've been on radio, I brought in a special guest who has started my season off with power every year. And now we're going to bring him on. We probably will bring him back in the start of the season. But during this time, I wanted to bring him on to get his influence and his thoughts. We did an event together, live, yet online, live stream in Sydney, Australia last weekend. He was so profoundly impactful, so poignant in his thinking and his thoughts that I said, I've got to get him on to share his thoughts as we go through this time of crisis, pandemic, economic downturn, um, job loss, and then racial strife and social upheaval. I wanted him to be able to share with you how he is recommending and encouraging people to handle this. He is what I call, y'all know I say it, he's the greatest motivational speaker on the planet Earth, my brother, Les Brown. Les, are you there? I'm here. It's a blunt, pleasing pleasure as well as a privilege. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing terrific. I'm doing great, 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 and grateful and giving God the glory. Grateful for another opportunity to be in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so how do you, how do you, you know, you, you, you have been able to share with people how to get through these tough, challenging times. What are some of the things you recommend that people should be thinking and handling this time of extreme crisis like we've never seen before? I'm glad you asked that question because as a result of what's going on now, there are people having mental breakdowns, domestic violence has increased dramatically, the suicide rate is soaring, the crises line and anxiety prescriptions are going through the roof because a lot of people just feel powerless in the face of all the things that's taking place and and it's changing every day. One of the things that's very important that you do, and I I learned this when I was going through a crisis when I lost the first home that I bought for my mother and it went into foreclosure because I didn't do a title search. And I was unloading the truck and crying and feeling humiliated as as the neighbors came out and looked and said, Mamie, y'all back? And, and Mama said, yes, my boy lost the house because he, he didn't do something he was supposed to do. And as I was feeling powerless and humiliated and, and embarrassed, she came to the back of the truck. My head was down. I was crying. She said, Leslie? I said, yes, my Mama. Hold your head up, boy. I said, Mama, I feel so stupid. I, I, you know, I, I should have known better. I feel so so bad. She said, hold your head up. And she put her hand under my chin and pushed my head up. And she said, you have nothing to be ashamed of. We still have each other. Wow. And so one of the things I'll say to people, hold your head up. You have nothing to be ashamed of. It's it's an experience called life. Think it not strange that you face the fiery furnaces of this world. 
Life is like a roller coaster. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Sometimes things work out well, sometimes they don't. Hold your head up. And the next step is go into action. I immediately started focusing on what I was going to do in the now, not on what happened to me, but how do I take what I experienced, what did I learn from that experience, and go into action. A lot of people, they sit on the sideline, they become depressed, and many people spend a lot of time talking about it or, or decide, you know what, I, I, I just can't do this. I, I, I can't handle this. I understand that. Being in the house, not being able to travel all over the world like we used to do, I understand. It seemed like the walls are closing, closing in on you. But my mother said something that I really believe. She said, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. Right. And so it's very important that people form new connections. I've created something called lesbrownprodigy.com, lesbrownprodigy.com. And it's a community that people can plug into to create collaborative, achievement-driven, supportive relationships. You have to put yourself in a community where you can talk to other people who's going through what you're going through, people who've been through it, and people that you can partner with to create some new projects to move yourself into the future. Now the time is about creating something new, creating new relationships, and we grow from people and projects and creating other opportunities for yourself so that we can make this time that we are now involved in lockdown a profitable experience for ourselves so we emerge dramatically different than when we came in. And the third thing that's very important is to give of yourself. Love, hope, and inspiration are perfumes you can't sprinkle on others without getting a few drops in yourself. Amen. I believe that we should do everything we do with a sense of love and a commitment to help others. And we're going to get something out of it as well. And so when you volunteer, when you give of yourself, when you find some way to be impactful and bring out other talents, abilities, and skills in you that can make an impact on other people. You're going to develop some new contacts, and you're going to discover some things about yourself and other people, and there's some blessings that are going to come out of that. I talked to two people this morning, and they told me the skill set they had in digital marketing and how they can take my revenue of 10 times beyond where it is not non-performance income and Rather than just having a consulting relationship, I said, let's talk about a partnership. Send me a memorandum of understanding of how we can make some money together because you have a skill set that I don't have and I have a skill set that you don't have. And, and, and we're in the process of creating that, creating something new. My daughter said, Dr. Ona Brown, gaps are from God. And so this is a gap that we have a chance to work on ourselves, to rethink our lives. This is a gap where we can begin to look at our relationships and ask the question, how is this relationship affecting me? This is a gap where we can begin to increase our skill sets. In order to make it today, you need to master at least three skill sets, at least three that you master. You don't want to be one-dimensional 
in this changing economy. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Wow. He, when he said this on the other day in Australia, it was so profound that I just had to share that with him, with you, and I knew he would give you some thoughts. Last but not least, we're living in a time of social upheaval with racial strife. You gave some powerful thoughts about that in just a couple minutes. Tell people what they can be thinking or what we should do or what's going on in America in terms of the racial issue and uh, the fact that black lives matter and do matter. And this is a reckoning for our country. Benjamin Franklin said, until the majority outrage that are not affected by what's going on, as the people who are affected change will never take place. Dr. Douglas says, power concedes nothing without a demand. There are people who said, looking at this thing after George Floyd, murder taking place on camera, and millions of people saw it around the world, saying, this is not right. Something needs to be done about this. And people are rising up from all walks of life. Many situations, there are total groups of protesters, all white standing up beside us saying black lives matter, including Kellyanne's daughter, who's 15 years old, saying black lives matter. She's a spokesperson for the White House. And so when you look at that, it's a good thing. In the middle of a surgery, it looks like a murder. But when you get to the other side, there's a healing. And so sometimes things get worse before they get better. This is a historic time. This is a time that will be etched in history, and we were born for such a time as this. Amen, amen, and amen. I I just wanted to get uh, your thoughts. We got the great Les Brown. You got a new book, Les. Please tell people where they can get the new book. You've got to be hungry. (laughs) I wanted to go to IamHungryLesBrown.com. IamHungryLesBrown.com. Amen. Folks, go get that book. Les, we'll be back for the new season. We'll do a whole show, but I just wanted to get your points on these critical moments we are living through. God bless you. You know I love you. Yes, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Amen. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, take care. Bye-bye. I want to thank Les Brown for taking time out of his schedule to share his insights and his influence on our thinking and the impact we can have on this country by our actions. Now, I want you to stay tuned because I've got more. It's going to be a different show. I also want to encourage you to send me an email at info at willyjolly.com, info at willyjolly.com with your thoughts on this show. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And for sure, your best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered why some people can make a million dollars, lose it, make a second million, lose that, then make a third million, while other people can't even make ends meet? Well, the reason is that those people know the recipe for success. And... 
That recipe is available to everyone if you will do what they did. They made a habit of getting positive, motivational resources of great thinkers and great learners. And I want to offer those same kind of resources to you. We've developed a free page on my website. It's wjspeaks.com slash gift. wjspeaks.com slash gift. On that site, we've got resources, books, audios to help you to grow and they're free. So go to wjspeaks.com slash gift, wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of those resources and then share that page with your friends and your family members. We want to impact and inspire millions of people. And remember, if you enjoy this message on this podcast, like it, share it and Post a review about it and make a difference in the lives of others by letting them know about it. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I am so excited about today's show because it's a unique show, and it's a show like I've never done before, a show where I get to talk to you and bring on some of the people who have influenced me about the crisis that we are experiencing in our country. We have a number of crises experiences or moments that are happening simultaneously, a pandemic, a terroristic attack, really, a terroristic attack by a pandemic. The difference is that you cannot see this terrorist, but it's killing people. Over 100,000 people in the first few months. And then we've got an economic downturn where business was had to be closed because of the pandemic, and that meant that people lost jobs, massive numbers of jobs. And then in the midst of the pandemic, the economic downturn, a massive job lost, we had George Floyd get killed by a police officer who put his knee to his neck, and we watched it. And the world changed in that moment. Since then, we've had Rashad Brooks, Elijah, the young man, Elijah McCain. And all of it happened with unarmed black men who got killed by police. Nothing. Then add on that Ahmaud Arbery, who got killed by wannabe police. So we had a crisis moment where the community rose up and said, no mas, no more. And yet it wasn't just the African-American, the black community. It was also the white community. 
the Asian community, the Hispanic community, the Jewish community, the Muslim community. People came together and said, no more. This is wrong. So, I mentioned earlier that I've been on a radio tour the last couple weeks from my office doing radio show after radio show after radio show. And I'm going to play one of the interviews where I get to tell some of the perspectives that will have an impact. And then I got a great story for you when I finished that will show you how this interview was so profound in a story that I found and I aired on my Jolly Good News Report, which airs Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Jolly Good News Facebook Live page. Check this out. It's going to blow your mind. Some Americans have lost hope for humanity amid the death of George Floyd, but there's a new study that reveals not all is lost. People really do want to be kind to each other. Researchers found that people overwhelmingly choose to be generous to others, even if it is at the cost of themselves and regardless of external motives. Motivational speaker Dr. Willie Jolly is joining us here on the Kogo News Live line. And Dr. Jolly, this really can't be a surprise to you. No, no, it's not surprising. And thank you for having me. And I always begin the same way. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it forced upon me. Can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it, but it's up to me and you to use it. So I want to make the most of this minute, this moment. We are in an unprecedented time where we are seeing a pandemic. We're seeing an economic downturn, a massive job loss, and now racial strife and social upheaval. In fact, I was telling someone the other day, I'm waiting for the locusts to show up. <laughs> right, I'm I'm waiting for the last of the four horsemen myself. But yeah, I get your right. I get your point. Yes. So so we you know we would want we think that in these times of high stress that we would see people not be kind. But we're seeing this study was done by the Ohio State University that showed that people are being kind and not for anything that they get from it. And they did four uh, groups. One group was. Uh, if they thought they were going to be, others were going to see them do it. Another group was that somebody uh, had seen somebody be kind earlier, and so they reciprocated. One was, I scratch your back, you scratch my bike. But one was just nothing. They got nothing from it, and that was the greatest group. That was the highest level. And well, I think that is something we see now because of the fact we see it in GoFundMe campaigns with people just give to people who are, are struggling or hurting or they hear about, and or somebody on a, on a toll booth who says, I got the guy behind me. Because I believe intrinsically we have this thing called philias, which is uh, where philanthropy comes from, which is a friend of others, a friend of people. And so I think we all want to be somewhat philanthropic. Even if we don't have a lot of money, we can do a little something. And we're seeing now in this time of great change and challenge, that people want to help others. Uh, there's a quote I love to share with people about this time from a guy that I think everybody knows his name. He's, uh, he, he was on the scene a few years ago. His name was Benjamin Franklin. And he said, change and justice will not be served until those who are unaffected are as outraged as those who are affected. And I believe that's what we're saying. I live in Washington, D.C. Recently went to a protest 
uh, near my home, and there were twice as many white people as there were black people. And what that showed me was that people are at a point now where they're saying, you know, we've got to do the right thing. We've got to help other people. And I believe that kindness is coming out now. And I also believe that this time of change is going to be a time where we see when we come out of this, out of this pandemic, out of all the challenge and all the change, that this will be a better place to live. We'll have a better world. Why do I say that? Well, many people know that when you have an infant, a baby, and that baby crawls around, one day that baby says, I'm going to stand on my own two feet for the first time. But in their first attempt, they fall down. And they fall sometimes on their backside, but sometimes on their face. But the parent says, do it again. Now, the parent knows that it's uncomfortable for them to see their child fall on their face, but they know if they don't encourage that baby, that baby would never learn to walk or run. And so during this time, I believe it's important that we encourage each other and say, we're going to get through this. This is going to be a, a good thing. Just do, be kind to each other, help each other, and, and we will. And I, in fact, during the uh, first part of the pandemic here in Washington, we were shut down. Don't go out. If you go out, you get fined. So I, during that time, was working on a new project. I had not done a music video in many uh, forever, uh, and, and I had was been in the music business years ago. And I did a music video called We'll Get Through This. I released it, and it exploded around the world. So people started saying that blessed me to just see that together we'll get through this. I want to encourage people to go and see it. It's called uh, uh, We'll Get Through This. You can go to winwithwilly.com, winwithwilly.com to see it. And during this time, I believe we will help each other, we'll be kind to each other, we'll encourage each other, and it's intrinsic. And as a result, we're going to see a better world Doctor, as a of all of this. Dr. Willie Jolly, thank you so much for your time. As always, sir, have a great day. Have a great day. You be well. All right. Now, let me tell you the next part of this story, because I say in that interview, the people are intrinsically wanting to help people when they see wrong, when they become outraged about wrong, and that they know that this is not about black versus white. It's about right versus wrong. So, here's a story I shared that I found that was so profound and so moving that I shared it on my Jolly Good News Report. Many of you might know that a few months ago I started doing a Saturday morning Good News Report on my Jolly Good News Facebook page. I encourage you to join me Saturday mornings. 10 a.m. Eastern Time, where I'll give you nothing but good news. In a time of bad news, sad news, depressing news, we need some good news. And so I started this Jolly Good News report. And I look for good news stories to lift people's spirits because many people are depressed. Les said it earlier, depressed that the uh, suicide rate is going up because people feel, feel overwhelmed. Well, this is a story I heard. A white state trooper in a southern state had stopped at a Cracker Barrel restaurant, Cracker Barrel restaurant, for breakfast. He was eating his breakfast when he went to pay his bill. 
He was told the two black ladies who were sitting across from me, he said, oh, yeah, I remember those two black ladies, yeah. They paid your bill, and they left you this note. The note said, Black Lives Matter. And so do you matter. Thank you for your service. We don't hate policemen. We just want the police to stop killing our people. God bless you and enjoy your meal. It's paid and it's sent with love. People are intrinsically good. We know that all policemen are not bad. We know that that guy who put his knee to the neck was a a bad policeman. But we also know that this has gone on too long where black people who are unarmed have been killed for no reason. So we are saying no mas. But there's more to the story. Mm. There's a lot more to the story. And my next guest is going to educate and inspire you and inform you on some things I bet you didn't know because I didn't know before he shared them with me. We're going to be right back with my special guest. We had Les Brown, one of my mentors, and the other one, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, who is going to share some incredible information to bless you and inspire you. We'll be right back here. We're going to take a quick break for station identification. You're listening to Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I got an email from a gentleman in Australia who shared how he had been struggling in his business, and he bought some of my books and audios, and how it had a profound impact on his business, and he went from worst to first in his company. I shared with him how much I appreciated his Note, but I told him those books, those audios, those videos were not just something that I just thought up one day and started to write. They were born out of my experiences, out of the challenges of overcoming the problems and the difficulties and how I was able to do it. And I shared with him that others have sent similar messages and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com slash shop. wjspeaks.com slash shop. Get some of the books. It only takes a minute to change your life. Or a setback is a setup for a comeback. Or turn setbacks into greenbacks. Or chicken soup for the soul. Or an attitude of excellence. Or the book I wrote with my wife after 34 years of being married and not having an argument in over 30 years, we wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, and now it is saving marriages all over the globe. Go to the store, get some of the audios, the videos, the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willa Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited because... I am doing a show unlike any show I have done ever. I think I've never done a show like this where we're going to address some of the social and psychological and crisis moments that we are going through in this country, something that's been unprecedented. And so as I told you, 
I'm bringing my guys, the griots from our community, the the uh, elders of the community to give their wisdom to each and every one of us as we go through this crisis of a pandemic, an economic downturn, job loss, racial strife, and social upheaval. And one of those people I had to bring on is the guy who was one of my first mentors and one of my first uh counselors and as I got in this business how to run a business how to get this going he is speaker extraordinaire educator writer of think and grow rich a black choice what makes the great great and the wealth choice my friend Dr. Dennis Kimbrough Dennis are you there Man, you know, I'm so grateful for you, man. I love you, and I'm grateful for you and all you've done and what you continue to do. You know, you just uh, uh, continue to, to, to lead the field. So we're in this tough time, man, and what are you telling folks? What are you saying to people during all of these crisis moments all coming at the same time? Well, you know, and it's simply because as a country, we shifted away from everything that matters. You heard me say it before. Dr. King said your life is officially over. The day you begin to talk about and think about and discuss everything that doesn't matter. And we talked about the George Floyd funeral. You know, Willie, in terms of humanity, and you've been to family funerals, what occurs at family funerals? Well, a lot of secrets are divulged. Right. And what is a secret? A secret is something that only one person knows. Well, when you place that body in the ground, people come clean. And now we are coming clean about the secrets about humanity and about all types of privilege and all types of times when some people were thrown on the bus and some were benefited from, and it's becoming full value in front of the world. You know, I I tell folks at the end of World War II, um, I'm a baby boomer, I'll be 70 years old this year. The United States was, you know, was hitting its stride, uh, you know, as a country in terms of economically. We were sweeping up the competition. The competition was the rest of the world in terms of our goods and services and our economic growth. Well, times have changed in those, what, 50, 60, 70 years that we got away from those particular values that made a difference in our statue in the world. Imagine this, if I could use this metaphor, Willie. Okay, you're running a business, and you're hitting your stride, and your company has been doing gangbusters for 20 years. Then all of a sudden, you hit a rough patch, and your sales are declining and everything. Well, what happened? You, you, lost, your, you lost your value with your customer. Right. And we all have customers. And the fact of the matter is that people don't care about you until they realize how much you care about them. And when you think about in terms of black lives matter, the fact of the matter is, yes, all lives matter. But, you know, in terms of black lives matter, we are a a group, an underrepresented group, a group that has been in denial, you know, for years. And every single obstacle that has been placed on our path has come from the federal government. I was on a uh, podcast this morning, and it was a white gentleman, and we were talking about a number of these issues, and he was asking me my thought about reparations, and I said, 
you know, so many people don't know the, the truth about reparations and how reparations got started in this country. And I went on to tell him that it was created by the Quakers in the 1700s, and it's really a spiritual act. And if you would do this spiritual act, you would really make amends. Number one is to say, I'm sorry for your past acts. But number two, which is critically important, tell that party that you will never do that act again. That's what this country has yet to do it. Any problem, any problem, that's not me, that's Malcolm Gladwell and Tipping Point. Any problem can be solved and overcome if enough people care. Well, that's what slavery. We overcame slavery because enough people cared. But this country never did number two, which is, and I will never do that act again. Mm -hmm. So after slavery came the black codes. And after black codes came Jim Crow. And after Jim Crow came KKK white supremacy. Came, you know, the Tuskegee experiment. After the Tuskegee experiment came, you know, redlining and on and on and on and on and on. Well, Willie, people will say that George Floyd's death lit the candle. And to me, it didn't lit the candle. That candle's been lit since 1619. But like a family secret at a funeral, no one ever told us. But now it's out in the open. Yes. And the only way that we are going to overcome this, everybody, regardless of race, regardless of creed, regardless of culture, regardless of ethnicity, if this country is going to be its shiny example that at one time it was, we have got to look in the mirror and it won't occur until each and every individual is on board. We got to know, and white America has got to know, when Lincoln knew back in the 1860s, that slavery wasn't the problem, Willie. It was racist thinking. Mm. That is the problem. Mm. Slavery is not the problem. And, and now... I went on to say to this gentleman, okay, so, you know, he says, well, what about, you know, the wealth gap and this, that, and everything? And I I told him from an economic standpoint that when Adam Smith wrote The Wealth of Nations, he says it within the first 50 pages of that book that capitalism, the only way that capitalism works is that I allow you to pursue your divine self-interest and you allow me to pursue my divine self-interest. And the people who are going to benefit is the greater good, what he called the visible hand. But he goes on to say that as soon as you block another party from pursuing their divine self-interest, it doesn't work. It is no longer capitalism. I went on to tell him that because what we have, people are scared to death of Bernie Sanders and they're scared to death of Elizabeth Warren. I said, you forget about that. We already live in a socialist economy, and it's a socialist economy to benefit the wealthy. And what we have to do right now is make amends. What Martin Luther King said, there's a positive piece and there's a negative piece. A negative piece on the outside, there's no fighting, there's no friction, there's no factions, warring factions, but underneath it all, you can feel the tension. But he says a positive piece is built on one thing and one thing only. What King said, the civil rights movement is not about voters' rights. It's not about equal opportunity. It's not about fair housing. It's not about economic advancement. He said the civil rights movement is about creation of the beloved community. And the only way, Willie, that we're going to occur, the beloved community, is dealing with this virus. And I'm not talking about this pandemic and coronavirus. 
I'm talking about the fact you get you talked about you have problems with your computer, right? Yes. You get a virus on your computer, you go ahead and take it back to Office Max, Office Depot, and they will ask you, have you backed up your files because we want to restore this computer to its original default. Well, what happens when we get a virus? We have a virus right now. And again, I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about the virus in our mental capacity, the virus and all the friction. We got to be restored back to our original default, and our original default is love. Wow. I show my students, um, I give them the, a, a case study, and this case study is on one of the top five oncologists out in the San Francisco area. Her name is Laura Esserman. She's a female, and she has written more than 300 scholarly papers. She made the cover of Time magazine on and on and on and on and on. She knows anything and everything you want to know about a mastectomy, double mastectomy, ovarian cancer. She can perform these surgeries in her sleep, Willie. And I give the case study to my students. But the last thing she does, she knows the ins and outs of every type of cancer that, w that will occur, particularly with women. Yeah. And even though she knows these cases inside and out, the last act that she performs before she tells that attending nurse to go ahead and suture her up, she always takes a tissue sample to make sure that she got all the cancer. So I ask my students, why does she do that? And they say, come on, Dr. Kimbrough, everybody knows that cancer spreads. Well, in 1865 and actually 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation, slavery ended. Right. But no one took a tissue sample. Mm. Yeah, you removed the cancer, but you didn't take a tissue sample to say, I removed the racism also. And until we remove the racism, which is the number one cause, that's what they teach you at Harvard Business School, when you're performing the case method, don't look at the symptoms, go to the root cause. And the root cause is racism. And the only way that we can overcome that is to look into the mirror and say, I'm biased. Wow. A couple of uh, months ago, I'm coming home from school, and I know it was on a day that I didn't have class because I wear a suit in class, but I was in, I was in my casual attire, and I talk about I can go home in my sleep. I go the same way. And as soon as I leave campus, there's a four-way stop. And so I came to the stop at the four-way stop, looked to the left, looked to the right, and I made the right turn and went on about my business. Willie, as soon as I made that right turn, here come the flashers, police car, and I moved over to the side because I just knew it wasn't about me. I said, well, maybe this officer is chasing somebody. But no, the officer was after me. So I pulled over to the side, and out of the police car, a young black female, hair and dreads, she had green camel fatigues on, armed to the teeth, and she walks up to me and she says, uh, license and registration. I put my license and registration out of my wallet and I hand it to her. And she says, that was a four-way stop. And I said, yes, uh, ma'am, yes, officer. I, I know that I go home this way every time. She said, but you didn't stop. And I said, oh, oh, oh yes, I did. I, I, I stopped. I looked to the left. She said, no, you did not stop. You rolled that corner. And I said, oh, I I thought I stopped, and then I wasn't wearing a seatbelt, Willie. Oh, and, she, no. and she says, now, where's your seatbelt? She pointed me, where's your seatbelt? I said, oh, I'm officer, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. She hands me back my license and registration. She says, now, go ahead, drive home, and be careful. Willie, this will blow you away. As I'm placing 
my license and you know insurance card back into my wallet. I didn't even know she heard me because I said it under I said it under my breath. I didn't even know she heard me. She said I said, "Wow." I said, "Atlanta police trying to go to heaven." She she's at her car. She heard what I said. <laughs> hold that thought. Hold hold right there. I hold it right there. I want I want hold the the punchline for the for the next segment. Hold one second. Okay. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Dennis Kimbrough with Willie Jolly. We're going to bring him back cuz we got to get the last part of that story. And I told him just a few minutes, but I got to get the rest of that story. Hold that thought. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. We'll be right back and for sure your best is yet to come. Friendship is not about being convenient. It's about being committed and consistent. You can call on me. When you need me. You can call on me. Call me. You can call on me. Pick up the phone. You can call and call me. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to WJSpeaks.com dot com slash billionaire 
wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. And we're back with Dennis Kimbrough, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. He was telling a powerful story. You got to hear the rest of this story. Go ahead, Dennis. Finish that story. So I, I, yeah, I, I said it on my breath. I said, wow, Atlanta police trying to go to heaven. And I didn't think that she heard me. She walks back from the police car, comes up to me, and she says, listen, I know I'm going to heaven. Now buckle that seatbelt and drive safely. Wow. I get home. I tell my lovely wife, Pat. I said, Pat. I said, you wouldn't believe this. I told her the story. I said, would have anything changed in the outcome if I substituted black female for a white male? Damn. And my wife said to me, yeah. Well, I said, what would have changed? She said, you wouldn't be home right now. <laughs> Therein lies the difference. I don't know if I ever shared this to you in closing, Willie, but yes. I had so many celebrities, entertainers, athletes come into my class unknowingly, unannounced, and this, that, and everything. Well, last year, last uh, right before class ended last year, who uh, walked into my class completely unknowing, man, and I didn't know it, was John Carlos, 1968 Summer Olympic Games. And uh, I recognized him. He had a little pot belly, and his hair was, you know, gray, and he had a beard, but I knew my students didn't know him. But when I saw him walk to my class, I invited him up. I said, you're teaching class. Let me roll my sleeves down, blah, blah, blah. And so I said to the students, I said, students, who is this gentleman? And they said, we don't know. And I said, you certainly know him. I said, some of you probably seen his posters. You might have read his story. No, Dr. Kimber, we don't know. So I turned to John Carlos and I said, John, strike the pose. And he stood straight up and had the black powers armed in the fist, high in the air. And my students were just aghast. They said, oh, my God, is it going to be yet? And I said, yes, it's it's John Carlos, 1960. I said, John, I said, will you take a few questions from my students? He said, sure. So he gave him a little 10-minute talk, and then he opened up for questions. So one of the questions, one of my students says, do you ever mentor anybody? And he says, yes, I mentor people all the time. He said, as a matter of fact, um, I mentor Colin Kaepernick. Me and Colin Kaepernick talk two to three times a day. He said, you mentor Colin Kaepernick? And then when he said, my students connected the dots, yeah, he's 1968 Olympics, and I could see why Colin Kaepernick would contact him to be his mentor. And then another student, as we draw this to a close, and this means about everything that matters, another student asked, "Um, who is your mentor? And Giancarlo says, my mentor is Harry Belafonte. He said, Harry Belafonte. I said, and I turned to him. I said, you talking about the entertainer? He said, yeah. I said, why? He said, Harry Belafonte told me, he lives in Beverly Hills out in California, and he says, the average entertainer out here in Hollywood, as soon as they get up in the morning, the first thing they do is call their accountant to see how much money they have in the bank. Harry Belafonte told him, as soon as I get up in the morning, I call either Nelson Mandela or Martin Luther King. Now, who do you think is going to live a more fulfilled life? Wow. That's what we got to get back to. Amen. Man, wow. Well, we are grateful for you sharing. Sharing what 
what is the principles. And, you know, I, I say often, Dennis, that it's the principles that make yep. the difference. It's the principles. Yep. And you share principle-based thinking all the time. Thank you. Any new books, any new things that you got that people should know about? I am, I am working on the economy in mind, my brother. All right. <laughs> the Wait, economy you, in mind. I might call you up, help you uh, say, man, if you got any hookups, because I'm going after the top 20 ma- money managers in black America. No 50 million interviews, just these 20, and that's it. So. Well, you let me know how I can help. And, of course, you know when the book comes out, you got an open slot to come and tell the world about it on <laughs> a really right, job. Wealthy Way Show. You take care, Willie. God bless. God bless you. Love you, man. Love you too. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, you've heard from some of the greatest thinkers on the planet today. And this is a special show. I'm going to re air this show a number of times over and over again. I heard a story years ago about a preacher who gave a sermon on the first Sunday of the month. The second Sunday, he came back and gave the same sermon. The third Sunday, he came back and gave the exact same sermon. The fourth Sunday, he came back and gave the exact same sermon. And the people came up afterwards and said, Pastor, you keep giving the same sermon. He said, I'm going to keep giving it till I see a change. And folks, I'm going to share this message because I don't know who's going to be listening at any particular time. But I want you to share it with others. So you got to hear this show that Dr. Jolly did and this focus on crisis and the crisis moments we are going through right now. I'm going to close with an audio. I want you to go see the video, but it's on my Facebook page of the lessons I learned from my dad during the 1968 riots. I think you will be impacted by it. Enjoy this message. Hello, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, author of the book, A Setback, A Setup for a Comeback. And I want to share something I think that is profoundly important to share with our community and the world. I am heartbroken and angry, angry about what has happened with George Floyd. As I saw him on that ground with that knee in his neck, I thought of my son or my grandson and how they may have made a you turn at the wrong place or may have made a left turn at the wrong time or, or anything that could have generated some police activity and, and could have died because someone was willing to put a knee to their neck. I've been angry. I've been upset. I've been heartbroken. I've been mad. But I want to share something that I think is critical that we keep in mind. Anger is the word danger without the D. And the D is for discipline. And that discipline is when you make the commitment that you will express your anger in a way that's disciplined. And I learned this as a child. I remember the day Martin Luther King Jr. was killed and how my dad took my brother and I the next day Down 14th Street in Washington, D.C., it was a blaze. Buildings were being burnt down to the ground. And people were looting. And we walked up 14th Street to Homemead Street to a giant food store, grocery store, and people were running out with food. And the policemen had just thrown up their hands and 
and said, hey, do what you want. And I said to my father, dad, dad, let's go get some food. Let's get some candy. I, I, I want to get some of the goodies and the sweets. And my father said, no. 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 He said, if you didn't buy it, then it's not yours. If you didn't pay for it, then it's not yours. I said, but no one will, will know. He said, integrity is doing the right thing when no one knows. And character is being forthright when no one's looking. Your, your character and your integrity is not for sale. Never forget it. There's no price that anyone can put on your character and your integrity. And if you keep that, you'll grow to do great things. I've never forgotten that conversation. I've never forgotten that lesson. And so I want to say to all those who are my children, or I might not be your biological father. Now that I'm a father and a grandfather, I'm going to be a father figure to you and say, discipline. Your character and your integrity must never be compromised and never be for sale. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. I love you. And together we will get through this. That message is on my Facebook page. You can see the video. I encourage you to go and see it and share it. I recorded that message. I think I had just seen the George Floyd funeral. And I was in my office. I was so full. I said, I've got to say something. I've got to say something. And I have to express my hurt, my pain, but also my hope. And so I recorded it and it exploded. It went viral. And so many people started reaching out to me, black mothers and fathers who said, I want my children to hear that message. But what really shocked me and people I didn't know, one gentleman contacted me. He was in St. Louis. And he said, very openly, I'm a Trump supporter. I didn't get when everybody was talking about Black Lives Matter. Don't white lives matter. Black lives matter. Blue lives matter. He said, but when I heard your heart and the hurt and your concern, he said, it changed. And I realized that what you have said since, and we had a long talk when I told him, yeah, well, all lives do matter. But if you were to have a house burning down in your neighborhood and you call the fire engines, would they put water on all the houses? No, they put it on the one that's burning up. He said that gave him the impetus to say, I get it now. Black lives matter. He said it over and over again. Black lives matter. And I said, now here's what I need from you. I don't need you to be an ally. I need you to be an advocate. You'll be in rooms where there will only be white people. And they will say things that might be ugly. And I need you to say at that moment, stop. That's wrong. That's part of the reason that this has occurred. If you take a soda bottle and you shake it up and shake it up and hand it to somebody, they take the cap off, it explodes. Well, this has been shook up for 400 years. So we need you to be an advocate. He said, I promise you, 
I will. So, folks, this show is a special show. Share it with your friends, your loved ones, your cousins. Put it out to everybody you know. Tell them to turn it on. Listen to it over and over again, over and over again, over and over again, and get the word out that this is the time we must go through the process to get progress. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Thank you for staying around for this show today. A special show. A special guest. And remember, for sure, your best is yet to come. God bless you. enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope you got something of great value and I hope that you were inspired, you were motivated, you were empowered and you were encouraged to live your best life. I hope this information and this inspiration will help you to do more, be more and to achieve more. That's the goal why I started this program and I hope it helped you in a mighty way. Now, I ask you to make sure and that you take full advantage of all the resources that came through this program. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of the free resources that we have there for you. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com slash shop to get some of the books that we have created, that we've labored over to make sure that they will deliver a powerful message to you. I hope you go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire, willyjolly.com slash billionaire or wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get the box that it will inspire your whole family or get the bag of books. Make this a great day, a great week, a great month. And remember, it is true that you are blessed and all things are possible for them that believe. So make the most of the belief that you have now in your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.